like to bring a message this morning on this subject, a godly mother's example. The Bible places a great deal of emphasis and importance on godly mothers as to the tremendous spiritual impact and contribution they render both in the home and in the nation. A number of quotes, I don't know who this originated with, but they stated, The hand that rocks the cradle rules the nation. Napoleon said, Let France have good mothers and she will have good sons. George Washington, the future of our country depends upon the Christian training of our youth. At this time of year, when our minds and hearts turn toward mother and home, I trust God will give us the grace and challenge us in regard to the exemplary example of Mary. And it's her life we'd like to take a look at it this morning and spend a few minutes considering characteristics of Mary's life that made her such a good example of motherhood. Looking at characteristics of Mary's life in regard to her good and godly example of motherhood. I'd ask that you turn, first of all, to Luke chapter 1. We're going to be looking at some passages this morning in Luke chapters 1 and 2 that help us to um, see a little bit about her example. And by the way, there are many things that we could mention and consider this morning, but we're going to limit it to just three for the the sake of our message today. The first here in Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 30, we see her walk with the Lord. And it tells us something about her godly character. Luke chapter 1, verse 26 reads, And in the sixth month, The angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, She was troubled at his saying and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. You know, looking at verse 27, the simple commentary on the chastity of Mary tells us a great deal about her personal life as a young woman and the extent of her character during the crucial years of her teens and into her her young 20s. But she was a chaste and pure woman. I believe that she followed the instruction and the example set forth in Scripture, as we see in Leviticus chapter 20, verse 7, the command that God gave, Sanctify yourselves, therefore, and be ye holy, for I am the Lord your God. And certainly that is an expectation that God places upon every one of His saints, that we choose to live a holy and pure life. But we see in Mary's example, God calls attention to that particular character. By the way, it's not enough just to be against something or to say we are in favor of something, but our lives ought to be aligned with the Word of God in such a way that we seek to live according to the glory of God day by day. 
Godly character comes by living according to the Word of God and the scriptural principles that we see. This is the process of sanctification, where we choose to be like Christ more and more on a daily basis. The Bible tells us we're supposed to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And that is the expectation that is placed upon us, and we see Mary exemplify that by living a godly life before the Lord. Notice also verse 28. The word favored, karatao. It means, and by the way, the root word there is charis, it's grace. And we see that in the definition of this word. It means to highly honor or greatly favor or to endue with special honor. Mary is the only individual in all the word of God that statement is made to. This declares her to be the recipient of great grace, for she is highly favored and has the approval of God. That approval of God is not just upon the manner in which she lived, but he approved and was pleased with making her the mother of the Lord Jesus Christ. She was the recipient of wondrous favor and grace. And I believe that is a result of her godly living before the Lord. You know, when God went down the checklist of the fruit of the Spirit, love, check, joy, check, right on down the list, Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Check, 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 check. Mary met the qualifications, if you will, for being the mother of Jesus. What a blessing to see that she received this great favor of the Lord. By the way, this word is only used one other time in Scripture. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 6 reads, To the praise of the glory of His grace, wherein He hath made us accepted in the beloved. You see, it is God's grace that He bestows upon those who repent and receive Him as their Savior. It is that grace that welcomes us into the family of God, and we become the accepted, if you will. Mary chose to live a godly life. And every mother, every woman, by the way, should have the same desire to live a God-honoring life that you may and that we as well as men would have an impact on others for the good and glory of our Lord. But not only that, but to have an impact on children and grandchildren and so on so that godly mothers can point their children in the way they should go and do so by example. Mary's walk with the Lord caught the attention of our Lord. She loved God and chose to follow Him. And as a result, she was honored highly. Philippians chapter 2 verse 15 says that you may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation among whom ye shine as lights in the world. Oh, thank God for every godly mother who is a light 
in her home before her children. Thank God for every godly grandmother who is a light in their home before their grandchildren, as well as every man and woman who loves the Lord, seeking to be a testimony and a witness for the Lord. But Mary, Mary certainly did exactly that. And yes, it was a crooked and perverse nation in which she lived. And by the way, it's no different today. Moms face a great challenge. All the importance of living for the Lord that your children may in turn as well learn to follow him. If you would turn to Colossians chapter 3, I'd like to see you to see something here about this manner of godly living. Colossians chapter 3 verses 12 through 17 indicate different aspects of godly character. Colossians chapter 3 verses 12 through 17. As we read through these, notice there are no less than 14 ways in which God's character is demonstrated in the lives of his saints. Use this as a checklist, if you will. Make note of this passage, Colossians chapter 3, verse 12, and then go back to it later and quiz yourself. But let me read through this. Verse 12 begins, Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another, and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And above all these things, put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. That is an impressive checklist, if you will, of characteristics of a godly man or godly woman who chooses to follow the Lord. Well, how did you do? Just a preliminary question. Take time, if you would, this afternoon to read through that list again and say, how am I doing in the area of mercy, kindness, humbleness, meekness, long-suffering, and so on? We want others to treat us kindly. We want others to be forgiving toward us. We want others to be understanding how are we doing in that area. Well, certainly one who chooses to live a godly life will follow the admonition of this passage. And I believe Mary demonstrated these characteristics and many more. What a godly mother she was in the fact that she loved the Lord and walked with him and demonstrated great character. Someone has said a godly mother is not to be compared with another person, for she is incomparable. I'd like to share with you this poem called A Mother's Influence by Thomas Fassenden. He wrote, You painted no Madonnas on chapel walls in Rome, but with a touch diviner you lived one in your home. You wrote no lofty poems that critics counted art, but with a nobler vision you lived them in your heart. You carved no shapeless marble to some high-souled design, but with a finer sculpture you shaped this soul of mine. You built no great cathedrals that centuries applaud, but with a grace exquisite your life cathedraled God. Had I the gift of Raphael or Michelangelo, 
Oh, what a rare Madonna my mother's life would show. A godly mother provides a wondrous example to others in how to demonstrate character that loves the Lord. Thank God for godly mothers who love the Lord. But if you would, turn now to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2, we see in this passage that worship of the Lord, emphasizing her consecration to God. Oh, she had godly character, but as well, godly consecration. Luke chapter 2, verse 21. Luke 2, 21. And when eight days were accomplished for the circumcising of the child, his name was called Jesus which was so named of the angel before he was conceived in the womb. And when the days of her purification, according to the law of Moses, were accomplished, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. And jump down to verse 39. And when they had performed all these things according to the law of the Lord, they returned into Galilee to their own city, Nazareth. And the child grew and waxed strong in spirit, Filled with wisdom and the grace of God was upon him. Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem after the custom of the feast. In verse 39, the word performed means to accomplish, to complete something, or to carry it through to the end. One of the qualities that made Mary such a godly woman and mother was her willingness to wholeheartedly worship the Lord throughout her life. All we need more moms who are committed to loving the Lord wholeheartedly. For reminded in Luke chapter 10, verse 27, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy strength, and with all thy mind, and thy neighbor as thyself. Someone has said she was neither a secret saint nor a half-hearted believer, but rather a faithful follower of God throughout her life. In this passage, and we didn't read the entire passage, we look back at Luke chapter 2, we note that no less than seven verses in this chapter, covering a span of 12 years, references the manner in which Joseph and Mary worshipped the Lord. It's seen in verses 22, 24, 27, 39, 41, 42, and 43. You see, it starts out when Jesus was an infant. And it ends up with them going back to the temple when he was 12 years old. You see, it's important for children to see their parents and grandparents, not only that they love God, but they actively worship him. Not some shallow, hypocritical, superficial, non-committal form of worship that uh, so many fall prey to today. And by the way, Jesus warned that that was going to happen. Uh, Matthew chapter 15, verse 8, he said, These people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth, and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. But in vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. And Jesus countered that later on in John 4, 24 by saying God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. One of the characteristics we see of Mary in that she was a godly mother because of her faithful, continual worship 
of the Lord. I believe she worshipped the Lord as a child. I believe she worshipped the Lord as a young woman. And we see she certainly did so as a mother. Taking Jesus to the temple when he was eight days old. And then as well, 12 years later, we see they also took Jesus to the temple with them. It was a consistent practice for them to worship the Lord. To publicly acknowledge God as their creator and maker. She demonstrated a consistent adoration for the God of heaven and certainly that is an example that all godly mothers provide for their children. Oh, it's so important to live a consistent life before our children and grandchildren. And when a godly mother does so, she has a huge and lasting impact on her children's lives. Luke chapter 1 verse 46 we see and Mary said my soul doth magnify the Lord. That was when the announcement was made that she would give birth to the Savior. And verse 47 says and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. And then years later In fact, decades later, we see here in Acts chapter 1, verse 14. These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brethren. Oh, she didn't just serve the Lord as a young woman, as a young mother, but she served the Lord throughout her lives. She worshiped God and honored him faithfully through the years. How important it is to live a godly, consistent life before children and grandchildren. And I assure you the impact that you will have in doing so will touch your children and grandchildren's lives for the good. Abraham Lincoln said, No man is poor who has had a godly mother. Someone has said, mothers write upon the hearts of their children what the world's rough hand cannot erase. Oh, as the years pass, children will be reminded of their mother's tender love and care. But they'll also remember their mother's godly walk with the Lord and consistent worship of the Lord. It's sad to see moms and dads who tire of taking their children to church. It's heartbreaking to see homes where no longer are they encouraged in worshiping the Lord. How tragic it is when people over time lose interest in walking with God and worshiping the Lord. A godly mother will seek to point her children in the right direction and will seek to do so consistently and continually throughout their lives. And by the way, you never stop being a mom, do you? Now, it doesn't matter how old that son or daughter is. You are still their mother and you still care for them. And your influence can carry on, not just into their teen and early adult years, but throughout their lives. What an example godly mothers are in this area of faithfully worshiping the Lord. For this next lot, let's turn over to Matthew chapter 1. We'll look at a passage over here. We can see it more clearly in Matthew. Matthew chapter 1. Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 23. Consider the godly character of Mary, her godly consecration, 
The first emphasizing her walk with the Lord. The second, her worship of the Lord. Now we'll notice her godly witness or her courage in living for God. Matthew chapter 1 verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. When as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her mother, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privily. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. That was an unprecedented event. The first and only time a virgin conceived throughout all of human history. By the way, that is true in spite of claims that you hear by different individuals and organizations. No, this was a one-time event. But it was so unusual Even though the angel appeared to Mary and to Joseph, he was still a little apprehensive about this whole thing. But God comforted Joseph and Mary in the angel's appearance to them to relieve their fears. See, human nature hasn't changed. It just kind of gets older. But can you imagine the controversy that this particular event caused in the people in that community. Again, people were no different then than they are now. And folks talk. You have gossips. You have busybodies. You have people who don't mind sharing their opinion with you. Well, can you imagine how difficult it would have been for Joseph and Mary? Unlike now, it was not only unusual, but it was, it was a serious matter when an unwed couple were expecting a child. And this was a troubling event. Joseph considered putting Mary away. In other words, concealing her to avoid embarrassment and confrontation. But rather than do that, the angel of God appeared to them and assured them this was the will of God and comforted them both. And as a result... They chose not to live in secret, but to go on with their daily activities and duties and responsibilities and to do so knowing that Mary was expecting and yet not married to Joseph. Rather than feel sorry for herself or seek the sympathy of others because her circumstances were different than others, she chose to do right And live for God without fear of the circumstances or the consequences of people's opinions. You know, it's important for a godly woman to live for the Lord before her children and to do so not worrying about what 
everybody else thinks or says. If you choose to raise your children according to the precepts and instructions of the Word of God, you're going to find a whole lot of people don't agree with that. You're going to find a lot of people have opinions in regard to what you should or shouldn't be doing as a mother. And remember, the ungodly mind that is prevalent in the world today, the philosophy of humanists is that we would raise our children counter to the instructions of the Word of God. Our children are not the property of the state. Our children are a gift of the Lord. And when God blesses a man and a woman with children, you have the responsibility and the blessing of raising those children for God and not worry about what others think or say. People can criticize you because you're always dragging your kids to church when they're little. You have these knuckleheads today that say, well, you shouldn't have any, you shouldn't give any religious influence to your children. Let them get to the point where they're old enough to make up their own mind. Children's minds are not a blank slate. They will absorb. They will take in. They will be impacted by the things around them. They will be influenced by what they see and hear. Our children need to be trained according to the precepts of the Word of God. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it, the book of Proverbs tells us. Our God expects us to raise the children he has blessed us with in such a way that they're taught to honor and please him. A godly mother understands that. Think of the excuses she could have come up with. Think of the the reason she could have said, no, it's going to be too hard to do that. But remember, she was highly favored. She was chosen by God to fulfill a specific task. Every mother who is blessed with children is chosen by God with a specific task. And that's to raise that son or that daughter for the Lord Jesus Christ, that they in turn might come to love the Lord, follow him, serve him, and influence others for the cause of Christ. What a wonderful blessing that is when mothers recognize that. What a great responsibility, yes, but what a joy to be able to raise children for the Lord Jesus Christ. Too many people cite their circumstances. They say, oh, the situation's too difficult. You know, Jesus in John chapter 14, verse 15 said, if you love me, keep my commandments. There's no qualifier there that says, if your circumstances aren't really in favor of that, that's okay, I'll give you a pass. No, he said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Not, if you love me, keep my commandments, but if your circumstances are unfavorable, if your situation is more difficult than you expected, if you don't understand or agree with the commandment, that's all right. We'll just go ahead and let it go. That's not the way God works. He said, if you love me, keep my commandments, period. Hebrews eleven sixteen says, but without faith it is impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Deuteronomy 12, 32. What things soever I command you, observe to do it. Thou shalt not add thereto, nor diminish from it. Joshua 
chapter 1, verse 7. Would you turn there? We'll be done in just a moment. Would you turn to Joshua chapter 1, verse 7. We spoke on this in Sunday school concerning the aspect or the idea of success. How does one measure success? How does a godly mother measure her successfulness as a mom? Joshua chapter 1, verse 7. Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage, be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. Now that was a challenge made to the nation of Israel as they entered into the promised land to obtain their inheritance. But it's a principle set forth in the word of God. And that principle is love God, obey his word, do right, and you'll be a success. This is the only time the word success appears in the word of God. And we are admonished to be strong and of good courage. I believe it took courage for Mary to continue throughout her pregnancy in spite of what others thought of her. Mary found herself to be blessed above all other women, having been given the joy and privilege of being the mother of the Lord Jesus. By the way, not the mother of God. God has no mother. God is eternal. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. One God we recognize in three persons, co-equal throughout eternity. Mary is not the mother of God. She is the mother of Jesus Christ, born in human flesh. But what a privilege that was. But I believe it took courage for her to be faithful in that particular situation. Mary demonstrated the courage necessary to be a mother and provided a godly example for all to follow. Moms, be that godly example and determine you're going to do right and not worry about what others think or say, but live to please God and live to teach your children to please the Lord. Children and grandchildren, courage. Mary had the courage to live for the Lord. Mary lived a consecrated life in that she worshiped the Lord. Mary had godly character in that she walked with God. But what a courageous woman I believe she was. Motherhood. Someone has said motherhood. If it was going to be easy, it never would have started with something called labor. It takes courage, determination, sacrifice, and many, many, many other things to be a good mom, a godly mom. Ladies, let me encourage you. A godly walk emphasizes that character and is indicated by the statement, I will honor him. Worship 
Worship points to the godly consecration that you demonstrate and is declared by, I will adore him. And then your witness reveals that godly courage to do right. It says, I will obey him. Close with this thought. General Douglas MacArthur said, My sainted mother taught me a devotion to God and a love of country which have ever sustained me in my many lonely and bitter moments of decision in distant and hostile lands. To her, I yield anew a son's reverent thanks. We certainly ought to be grateful if we had a godly mother. And we certainly ought to rejoice for the privilege that you may have to be a godly mother and grandmother. Thank the Lord for godly mothers who by word and deed declared, this is the way, walk ye in it.